What's up, sports fans? Welcome to Bonnie Jill Laughlin, the weekly pass. We are chatting all things MLB All-Star Game. We have very special guest Dennis Bernstein here with us to chat about the NHL. And it's the last day of Summer League, so let's dive in. For TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. It's so good. It's so good. We are young tonight. You're young. <laughs> what is up, everybody? I am sitting in for the one and only Bonnie Jill. She is actually at the MLB All Star Game in DC. So we've got our amazing panelists. We've got David Bloom in the house. Hello, we've hello, got hello. writer of Fourth Period Magazine. We've right. got Sirius XM NHL host Dennis Bernstein in the house with us. Welcome, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Great being with you guys. It's yeah. a pleasure. So nah. good. Well, let's do it. Let's, let's dive right in. So it is the last day of Summer League. I don't know how I feel about this, David. We've been chatting about this, I feel like, all summer. We've been talking about it a little bit. It's been an anticipated rookie class, and they've got to show, flex their muscles in summer league. Mm -hmm. You've had guys like Trey Young go off for big numbers. DeAndre Ayton's playing well. Marvin Bagley's showing his stuff. Right. You have a lot. Josh Hart, he's not a rookie, but, you know, he's been showing a lot of stuff for the Lakers, who are in the championship. And my Portland Trailblazers. The Lakers seem to have, though, they seem to have this, at least in the last two years, this nice little, like, summer league yeah. kind of flair they have. You know, mm-hmm. with Lonzo winning the MVP last year and them doing well, it's just, it kind of adds to it. I mean, you talked about it off uh, off air, but you had LeBron mm-hmm. walking in in yeah. the Lakers yeah. shorts, really, like, calling out his teammates by name, like all the players, and he'd right. approve of what they were doing, which players didn't see, like, a couple years ago from Kobe right. when they were being called soft. right. So, like, I'm excited for it. They're playing the Blazers. I know. The Blazers. Nothing, I, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at no, all. What did Blaze you guys fan. think about the Tyron, uh, Lou, and, you know, the little hug between he and LeBron? I think fans yeah. everywhere were excited about It's for the cameras. That. Come on. I yeah. Know. I know. Well, no, I know. they really are friends, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much of friends you can be after you, you just kind of... You can't be friends with LeBron. You're going to take orders from LeBron. That's exactly. He runs the true. show. Right? I know. Which is okay. If you sure. sign up for that, that's what you sign up for. Sure. Well, what do you think about his chemistry with Luke? So he and Luke Walton were dangerous. obviously... I know. They were that's obviously... Dangerous. They were drafted together, but what? how do you think that that camaraderie, how do you think that that player-coach relationship is going to pan out? It's, it's really dangerous because you know, like, especially when players are like... One player is still playing, and they were drafted in the same year. One yeah. player's a coach now out of the league. If you look at Luke Walton, like the first thing you're going to find is like Luke Walton like fail highlights. Like he wasn't mm-hmm. the greatest player of all time. He served his role on those Lakers teams, but he wasn't the most amazing player sure. of all time. LeBron being probably top two, top three most yeah. amazing players of all time. I just LeBron just he takes over a team, but he takes over the entire team. Like right. He, like you saw in that Cavs team, like Tyron Lue, yeah, he was the head coach, but they had David Blatt. LeBron said, I want David Blatt out, bring mm-hmm. in Tyron Lue. Mm-hmm. Tyron mm-hmm. Lue was the coach. Tyron yeah. Lue, also a former player, he played for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might know him from getting stepped over by <laughs> Allen Iverson <laughs> yes, in the 0-1 indeed. finals. Um, but you have a guy now, like Luke Walton, who has shown that he can actually coach a team when he right. had to take over for uh, Kerr in Golden State. Oh, wait a minute, I could have coached that team. Okay. Right. I mean, so that's, <laughs> okay. That's, yes, that's, that's, I get you, but I mean, it's it's but a there's lot. A, there's a body of work there. Yeah, there's, it's it's a lot because Steve Kerr really did a lot for that team that people yeah. don't realize. Mm-hmm. Like they had Mark Jackson and they didn't go anywhere. Yeah. They lost to the Clippers in that um, 
I'm a Clippers fan, by the way. I know. So don't to, hate him. Just to don't put that him. out. Just to put that out there. But they lost okay. in that series in seven. They uh, got the new coach, and Steve Kerr really elevated that team. Right. But I just. Luke Walton's a good coach, but I don't think LeBron's going to be able to just sit back. But and I just wonder with his mentality, LeBron, like you right. said, Dennis, LeBron, it's the LeBron show. So can he take direction from Luke? That's what it's going to come down to. I don't think it's a matter of taking direction. I think you got to go back to his time in Miami mm-hmm. when he was Eric Spoltra. Mm-hmm. I mean, he ran the show. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. As simple as that. And, and I'm sure that Rod and the rest of the team and, and uh, Magic went to, yeah. to Luke and said, look, this is how it's going to run, and you can coach a team or not coach a team sure. if you want to step aside. So when you sign up, like I said, when you sign up for LeBron, you're getting the whole package, mm-hmm. right, which is the great play on the court, but he's going to control the team. He's gonna, sure. You're going to have to run his type of offense. He's going to control the ball. Now you talk about, you know, a ball, I don't know what happens with him because LeBron's going to have the ball in, in crunch time. You don't really need a port guard. So what are you going to happen you know, with no. him and with the father as well with LeVar? <laughs> I mean, look, he's not going to put up with that nonsense. So for me, the most intriguing thing is that whole dynamic of the balls versus LeBron, he is not going to tolerate that. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we were talking about that yeah. last week about that yeah. dynamic. It's yeah. going to be too much. But we also, is that going to crumble the foundation? Again, if it's just LeBron all over again holding up the Lakers, like he did the Cavs, I mean, there's got to be some foundation. The Cavs are really, and I mean, Terrence Ross's tweet said it the best, the Cavs are, I mean, the Lakers are really the Cavs of the West. Yeah. Like, it's very, they have a very similar <laughs> yeah. team. They have a very, like, it's a young kind of core of guys right. um, being led by LeBron. There's not enough there to take them past any of the elite teams in the West, especially team like the Warriors, who now or have... Houston. Yeah, like Houston. They're they're at best third behind those teams. Mm -hmm. I put them ahead of San Antonio because if they're going to trade Kawhi, then they're they're not going to be a contender. So it's going to be difficult. Your Clippers, I don't know what to tell you. They're a forgotten team there. We're in. I mean, (laughs) Clippers have been looking at Kawhi. A lot of teams have been looking Looking at at Kawhi. Kawhi. But but he's already said – I mean – he wants to play for the Clippers over the Lakers, correct? He's there's been reports there. Because I keep hearing back and forth. The thing about the sports media, though, is there are reports everywhere. Yeah. You are going to find a story for every single thing you want to hear, which is the reason why right. I just got to wait till it happens. That's why I wrote a lot of those stories actually, because that's what that feeds everything. It's it's exactly. it's conjecture, it's rumor. We love that. We eat that. Mm-hmm. We that's why we're on the air here. It's because of the talk. So, sure. but I think that it's good. The optics are good for the Lakers because the fact that he did, did go to. Uh, Vegas and sit there in the front row yes, with Lakers on and go talk to Luke. He's done all the steps necessary right. in the early. Now he hasn't spoken yet. Won't speak to Lear. Like the end, of, the end of the month, he's going to do an appearance in Akron. Mm-hmm. It's going to be his first public comments about joining the Lakers. So he's kept quiet, which is great. Mm-hmm. And you know, let's be real. This guy, um, he's icon, he's iconic, but. He's never been in trouble. He's a role model. Yeah. He's a great father to his kids. He's done all the great things, and he's a great leader. He's an exceptional ball player. He's the best. You know, I think he's the best basketball player without a question right now in sure. the league. Oh, so, of course. So you have to. You want that, right? And, and, and the big picture, guys, is is what happened here is that for three, four, five years, the Lakers were not relevant mm-hmm. in the city, in a city that's about stars and, and championships. And championships. Yep. This team was not relevant. The Clippers were a better team. We yeah, were. they were. The right? Clippers were a better they team. They were that's legit CP, better DJ. team. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre. Mm-hmm. Oh, they had this. They had and now the paradigm has shifted back to the Lakers because all you got to do is go on StubHub, look at opening night tickets to sit in the first row for LeBron. Oh. You'll see how pertinent the, the Lakers are. So they are now once relevant. Yep. But like David says, they're not a championship team. 
They're 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 probably a second round eliminator at this point in time. Right. They're not going to win the division. They're probably a four or five seed, mm-hmm. but they're relevant. Mm-hmm. They look. Jim Hill on Channel Two will be talking to LeBron. Of course. Good luck to the rest of the teams in the fall trying to get some space on TV <laughs> with LeBron starts playing, sure. especially you know the Kings. I mean, good luck. I know. Right. But again, mm-hmm. I think the big picture is they had to make a bold move to make this franchise relevant in this city. Of course, and they did. Yeah, and no, they did. I mean, it's going it to be. So, I mean, like you just said, opening night, people are coming to see LeBron, and not so much the Lakers, but LeBron. Regardless of the results, they're yeah. now relevant in, in the land- yes. in the so media good. landscape. Again. They just they just jumped to relevancy, though. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly thought they had a nice little rebuild going. Like maybe like guys like Brandon Ingram and yeah, Kyle Kuzma. I, they had a nice rebuild going, and I think they just wanted relevance right now, so mm-hmm. they decided to. Almost, it feels like cancel it and just sign up for LeBron for four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you watch him play and you see he could still lead and and maybe you know if they know they're not going to win a division, then maybe yeah. you don't play him eighty two games. Right. Maybe you don't take all the juice out of them. You, know, you don't want to squeeze that orange so hard in the, in the regular season. Sure. If they know they're going to get in, rest them, play them seventy two games, mm-hmm. have them sit ten games, and get them ready and prime for the playoffs. They didn't have that luxury in Cleveland because, like you said, they weren't a very good team. Of course. Well, and I, I think that. Furthermore, like you said, on top of being relevant or trying to establish relevance, they they are looking at the three-year plan, as Magic Johnson yep. has talked about. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at the opportunity to win a championship within three years. But now there's that conversation about, well, he, you know, LeBron's going to be 35 right. in, in a year, and it's it, it can he again sustain the level of of I guess elite playing that he's capable of into his late 30s? Well, alone, no. Right. Alone, so they're having to build that not. roster. But we also know next year is going to mm-hmm. be there. It, it's a free agency shopping spree. Right. So it'll be interesting. You've to got see to add from here, but you got to start somewhere. And they sure. didn't. They were so far behind the pack. They were looking at without LeBron another thirty-win season. Right. Even though you mentioned the kids that are progressing, they they weren't going to be contender. Right. They weren't going to make the playoffs. And you can't have that in that arena. You can't have that at Staples Center. Right. Well, you and just, it's interesting who's going to play with LeBron because I know right. isn't Kawhi made comments about Kawhi's, not wanting to play with LeBron. He's made so, his comments. Yeah. He wants know. to be the man and go somewhere else. He'd go to Philadelphia and lead a young team right. to a possible championship. He could go to Celtics, who are one, you know, probably one player away from winning a championship, mm-hmm. if not already a championship team, with you know Hayward coming back and Kyrie being sure. healthy. So th- I get that mentality. And it happens because in a sport where you only have 12 guys on a roster mm-hmm. and five guys on the court, like sure. you, one player sw- can swing the pendulum, but you have to have the core around them, as you both mentioned. Right. The Lakers aren't there yet, but it makes them much more attractive. Right. Like there are guys who don't want to be the guy, in, you know, in prime time, sure. right? And those are really good players, complimentary players, like a Scottie Pippen back in the day with Michael mm-hmm. Jordan. He was never going to be the guy, but he would be happy to be the second guy. Mm-hmm. And if you want to come and win championships, are you sit up here? Is it a great recruitment tool for other free agents? Sure. Absolutely is. So I, I get the fact that it accelerated this rebuild, which it doesn't look like a rebuild anymore, yeah. but it, it puts you back in play for you know, high value free agents. Yeah, no, so very good. true. I mean. Oh well, the Lakers—they don't really have a Scottie Pippen right now. Right, they don't. LeBron's right. played with one before. Maybe He's Ingram with... develops into that, but right. no, right now they do mm. not have that. I don't know. Fiddle. They don't have. They just—they need like a second fiddle to they LeBron. Do. They really do. I loved their interaction too at summer league. You know, his—they were talking about that today about his, you know. Ingram's hair and like their hug and yeah. interaction and just I, he's I think doing all the right things. He's walking things. around, and, you know, engaging good, and being already st- he's setting being the stuff. That's for what leaders yep. do. You come in and there's a lot of thought about you know the new guy at the top of the food yep. chain. What's he going to do? He's done all the right things. He's, he's already, been visible. He's training. Right. He's tra- well. He's always in shape. Right. Yeah. So that's oh not an God, issue. Yeah. But he's done. He's done exactly what you want a star player mm-hmm. to do. Right? Yeah. He's not caused trouble. He's the opposite sure. of Ball, right? With Lonzo and Lavar and all that other stuff. This is not creating commotion. It's creating excitement around the team, even yeah. at the summer league. 
Right? You know, the first thing you turn on the local news, local sports, what are they talking about? Summer League. Yep. The Dodgers are in first place. They're talking about Summer League. <laughs> really? We'll be chatting about that at the end yeah. here. Well, and that's what's so interesting is it's just all eyes are on basketball. Yep. All eyes are on LeBron. All eyes are on L.A., and I guess that's kind of what we love. And another thing that I love and want to get right into is my world of hockey, Dennis. So it's everyone, July, Beck. I on, know. It's, it's a quiet <laughs> off season, but we still have so much to talk about. Yeah. And, again, to nod at your credentials, you've been a correspondent for the NHL. We saw each other at NHL Awards. You were at the draft. Mm -hmm. You are all over the place. So I just want to chat to you especially or ask your your thoughts about Hosa. This was, you know, such yeah. a key player for the Blackhawks, just yeah. traded to the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear about your thoughts about that. Is, a good, is that a great acquisition for the well, Coyotes? Well, that's just a salary cap move, so yeah. he's not going to play anyway. He had at, the players get rashes sometimes mm-hmm. playing in, sweating and playing in the uniform. So basically that was done for um, the Coyotes to acquire another asset, which is Vinny Hinestrosa, mm-hmm. young player with speed. So Hosa helps him with, get, with salary cap. It's, just, it's taking a bad contract, getting another asset. Yeah. So Hosa won't play again. He won't play for Arizona. But Hinestrosa is a, it's a good rebuild by John Chaika in, in, in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, Marion Hosa, to me, is a Hall of Fame player. He's played forever, um, won multiple championships, um, uh, great defensive player. Yeah. So he, he's one of these legacy players that played a very long time. Uh, but again, it, it's towards its mechanics. It's, it's mm-hmm. different in the NBA because it's mm-hmm. a hard salary cap. So, sure. so they say, it, it, I mean, you see these more and more with, with salary cap moves. Mm-hmm. We'll give you a player, but you've got to take our bad contract. Right. It happened with Toronto with David Clarkson. So you'll see more and more of these moves. A lot moves. of draft picks are switched. Draft yeah. picks. So they'll say, look, we need some cap relief. And that's what Chicago needed. They sure. needed the cap relief. They got him off the books. Um, now they can make, probably make another play, maybe for uh, Jeff Skinner or Max Pacioretty because they need hop, help offensively. Who would you like to see them acquire? I feel like, I mean, they were a lot like the Lakers. They were at the top of their game for years and years and years, winning championship after yeah. championship, and now they're obsolete. Well, what happened with them was they, they tied themselves into long-term contracts mm-hmm. with Jonathan Taves, with Patrick Kane, mm-hmm. more importantly with Duncan Keith and with Keith Seabrook, where they th- these contracts now... These guys are in the mid thirties, mm-hmm. and it's different from hockey than basketball. When you get to the mid thirties, you're in a league that there's eighteen year olds skating around the ice. Sure, you got to really be fast. And so the, their place deteriorated, and they've been locked into these long term contracts until 2023, 2024. Sure. So they need relief. I think what they need to do is they made a trade last season when they traded um, uh, Terry Paranin for uh, mm-hmm. Brandon Saad. Mm-hmm. Bad trade for Chicago. Sure. This kid went to, to Columbus, scored eighty two points. Brandon Saad, well liked. By both Kane and Taves, but was not the he was on the fourth line some night. So I think what they're probably going to do here is go after another score. Sure. Max Pacioretty and and Jeff Skinner are both rentals, mm-hmm. so you got to mm-hmm. be careful on what kind of assets you send back. Like we'll talk, I'm sure about Manny Machado and with, yeah. with respect to rentals. Mm-hmm. But um, so uh, would Pacioretty look good next to Jonathan Taves? Mm-hmm. Sure would. Would he look? Would Jeff Skinner look good next to? Um, Taves as well, yeah. So I, I think that's what they need. They need scoring, but mm-hmm. they're in trouble because they have an aged core and um, guys who aren't the one the players they once were, and they have untradeable contracts. Sure. Like in any sport, you have to be. You know, it's funny. We talked about a three year plan, five year plan. Sure. When you sign a player to an eight or nine, back in the day, is ten year contracts. Right. Nobody cares about year ten or year eight yeah. or year seven. They look at three years. And so when players, when fans talk about, well, Kovalchuk signed for four years or they gave Drew Doughty $11 million for right, eight years. Yeah. No, you care about three years because after three years, it, players are older. 
You got younger players getting drafted. So it's about a three-year window. It always is sure. in any particular sure. sport. It, it's it's how it is, even with salary caps. So when you see those big deals come down, that you worry about. So a guy like Pacioretty who wants eight million dollars for eight years, right? You got to think hard about it. You're sitting there with four long-term contracts. The team is deteriorated. Do I want to add another guy at 30 years old in a, in a relatively young mm-hmm. league? And, and go again here because right. I need the scoring. So uh, I think Pacioretty would be in play. Maybe Skinner would be a little bit cheaper for them, but they need to add to their offense. And in a division where you've got Winnipeg, you've got Nashville, St. Louis, they made Tough a lot division. of ads. Yep. It's good. Yep. They're the fourth best. As yes. crazy as it sounds, if we sit here in 2014 and said, you know, Chicago's the fourth best team in the Central, no way. Never would stars. Yeah. So yep. that's what you have to weigh. So I think they'll go for offensive help. I'm not sure they want to go back in and get another big term big time player. No, and that's what's interesting you mentioned that about hockey is that they sign these players for anywhere between 5 to 10 to 11 years and it, mm-hmm. it's just there's so much fluctuation in the sport. Like you said in 3 years everything yeah. can change. Injuries, it can, like you said their age is a huge component. Mm-hmm. For you in terms of free agency, best and worst deals. Um I think the kids, the Kings did great with Kovalchuk. They did. I really did. I, I think they did fine with him. The, you know, Beck, there wasn't a lot of really high level. Like, look, the best deal Tavares was, really was, was Tavares. Yeah. Yeah. Was the really yeah. only the big player. And and did they really need him? No, they needed help defensively. Now mm-hmm. they're going to score a lot more goals with him. They're going to make some players. Maybe they move some offensive players to get mm-hmm. defensive help. But the way they're constituted right now, are they better than Tampa or Boston mm-hmm. or even Pittsburgh? No, I don't think so. They're better with John Tavares, mm-hmm. but that's not. They didn't address their primary need, which was defense, so that's it. And Kings, look, they needed scoring. They went out and got a player who they think, look, Kovalchuk hasn't played in the league for five years. And the thinking there is uh, if he's 80% of what he was when he left Mm -hmm. five years ago, they'll help. Because their top-line left wing scored nine goals last season. Mm -hmm. When Remember when we go back to the playoffs, they scored three goals against Vegas, right? So they needed to improve. You're not a championship team when your first-line left wing, Alex Eiffel, Good kid, sure. hustles, creates space, not a goal scorer. Your top line left wing can't be nine goals. Nope. Can't be. Nope. So if he comes in and scores 25 goals, and now you need help from other players. You need a healthy Jeff Carter. You need to follow yes. William Pearson to do better. But if he comes in and gets line. 25 to 30, how many more games are you going to win? And the team that won the division and went to the cup final, Vegas, maybe they regress a little bit because right. they lost David Perron. They lost um, James Neal. They did, yeah. They added, they, they added Paul Schnatney, but sure. maybe they take a step back. Maybe they regress. So there's opportunity here for the Kings to, to win the division, really. If they, if they play to their level where they should be, they're still a good defensive team that they've been, and they were the best defensive team in the league last year. Yeah. Adding Kovalchuk, I think it's the best move because they didn't have to move assets. If they trade for Max Pacioretty, if they traded for mm-hmm. Jeff Skinner, they would have to give up a prospect and a pick. Here, they just got him for money. If he works out fine, and again, it's a four-year deal, it's right. a three-year deal, so you're not really worried about it. Well, and he had an impeccable 2018 he, for the Olympics. So uh, I He mean, did great in the Olympics. He scored a, he was a point-of-game player in the KHL. Yeah. Now, granted, the KHL is not the NHL, but he stayed in shape. You mm-hmm. see his workout videos. He's, it's he's dragging insane. cars or yes. whatever. So he's ready. He's yeah. prepared. And he, he came, he did a conference call with the media on Saturday, and his goal was to win the Stanley Cup. Sure. And that's why he's coming back. And he believes that the teams that he talked to, San Jose, Anaheim, right. um, Dallas, he thinks the Kings gave him the best opportunity to win the Stanley Cup. What yeah. line do you think he'll be playing on? He'll be on the top line with Kopitar yeah. and, and, and Brown. I know sure. that, that Robitaille and Blake went to Kopitar and spoke with him about, um, about Kovalchuk. Yeah. And they, they think, look, set him up for his one time on the power play. Give them regular shifts. Um, they think thirty goals. Yeah, and but like you a, said, they need more out of Foley and they need more out of Carter. I they, mean, it, that, yeah, that's Pearson, the whole key. Of course. Yeah. You can't. This is like 
It's like the it's like the Cavaliers mm-hmm. with LeBron James. Sure. It's not just one guy. It's not just one line. If you don't have right. depth in this league, you can't do it. You can't do it anymore. It's not just one. As great as those players were, and you know, Kovalchuk scores thirty, and Kopitar has another ninety point yeah. season, and Brown scores twenty five. Oh, Kopitar balls. had one of the best seasons he's he ever had, had as a king. Year. But again, it can't be another LeBron thing where it, he's holding the team. It up. can't be just one line. It doesn't work in this league anymore. There's too many talented players on each team right. because of the salary cap and because it's a hard salary cap that you'll need more. So you need you know, Jeff Carter. Missed 55 games with an ankle injury. When he came back, he played 27 games. He was not the same Jeff Carter when he right. left. Um, hopefully 100% when the season starts, and hopefully that will galvanize to Foley and Pearson, who really missed Jeff Carter. Right. They tried injury and kept him in the middle. He's a good kid. He'll hopefully progress now um, in his third year, but they need Jeff Carter. They need him sure. healthy, and they need those two guys to produce, because I'll tell you that I think both to Foley and Pearson are playing for their jobs in Los Angeles. I think if they go through another season where they 100% don't... 100% they are. Where, yep. When they don't produce or they produce at the level they were, Pearson had, I think, 15 goals, Toffoli had 24. Yep. You would think Toffoli would cl- approach 39 total by himself. So I think that these guys are not playing for contracts, obviously, mm-hmm, but they're playing... Mm-hmm. I, I think that Blake might look at this team again after this season's over mm-hmm. and say, if these those guys don't score 20 and 30, that maybe take a different look and maybe move them out via trade. Oh, they are lo- this year is going to Which be a stake in the ground. Like, they yeah. need to go back. It's just the expectation of where they were four years ago. And it's like they still have the same players, so it's a matter of got readjusting the lines. And, and again, like mm-hmm. Kopitar and his leadership just did so much last year. But you, you carried can't, you the can, team. You can you, only lead so much. There's only it's, so much. You know what? When you get to the playoffs, Dave, you – you know, you're going to get the best defensive player against sure. you. You're going to get best defensive pair. And you're going to need your depth player to score, and that just didn't happen. Right, and they have Dowdy. I mean, obviously, how, what's your thoughts on that that contract? They had to give it to him. Yeah. I mean, you look at their depth chart behind Drew Dowdy, it's scary. Yeah. So they had to do it. Especially when they're the, competing also in the same conference as the Predators, who are the best defensive yeah, team in the, in the league. Absolutely. So. I mean, Jonathan Quick's on long-term. Drew is... Yeah. If he's not the best defenseman in the league, and this year Victor Hedman won the Norris Trophy, he's the second best defenseman in the so league. So good. That's the going price. You have to keep him. Um, I have no problem with the deal. Now, next season, mm-hmm. when his extension case, then it's going to be an issue with respect to managing the salary cap. But you sure. know what? One year at a time, they'll see right. how they perform. But right now, uh, the way they've added Kovalchuk, and I look at the rest of the team, mm-hmm. to me, they're at best co-favorites to win the division. And if they are, they're sure. a second seed in the playoffs that gets them home ice in a couple of rounds. Oh, it's just... So there's... there's, uh, But the window's closing because all these guys that we mentioned, Drew's going to turn 30. Yep. turns 32. Kolachuk's 35. Jeff mm-hmm. Carter's 33. It's now. It's mm-hmm. go time right now. And they got back to the playoffs. Yep. All the changes they made last year with Blake and Robitaille taking the control was great. Mm-hmm. Former players, they understand the player mentality. And David, you'll notice in basketball, if, no, if you sure. don't identify with players now, yep. you can't coach in, oh, in any league. No. In professional Absolutely sports, you have not. to connect with the players. Sure. It's not in, look, Daryl Soto, Dean Lombardi did great things in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But it was their way or the highway. Mm-hmm. And then when I talked to, when you, they did an interview with David Quinn, who's the new uh, coach of the New York Rangers. And he was a college coach. And he said, why do you think a college coach is going to see in the NHL where these guys are getting paid five, six, seven million dollars a year? He said, look, despite what these guys are getting paid, when you tell them to do something, you want to know why. Mm-hmm. Before, it's like, you know, in the old mentality is go get the puck, go, you know, in the war mentality, the World War II, go capture that hill. Now, you know, this is a millennial generation. Mm-hmm. Players want to know why. Yeah. Why do I have to do it? Why is the offense sure. like this? And, and you could see that because Blake and Robitaille lead the charge, um, they're former players. Yeah. They understand the player mentality better. Um, not that Daryl wasn't a great player. Well, it's but being relatable. It's being, it's, able to, relatable. it's being able to have that relationship where they get each other. And John Stevenson has been like low-key, 
not I mean you got buy-in from the players right. it's a different mentality that's a, that's the type of coach that now succeeds so the Daryl Sutters the Ken Hitchcock mm-hmm. the, the taskmasters in any mm-hmm. sport you can't do it anymore sure. players will not respond and, and fortunately they turned it around last year but now they have to build on the success of last right. year oh and we see that all the time in basketball oh I mean, for sure the, I mean yeah. look at front offices like you got magic in the front office for yeah. the Lakers mm-hmm. most coaches were former players you see that a lot in baseball right. too a lot of managers are former players mm-hmm. you know like the Lakers GM was a former agent exactly <laughs> agent. come on really it's, it's not about it's about it's about connectivity. Mm-hmm. It's about being able to understand what motivates these players because if you if you turn your star players off, you're done. Yeah. They want out. Yeah. Yep. And that's what I'm a little bit afraid of. I, Kopitar is such a good spirit, so I don't think we have to worry about that with no. him, but I just feel like there just can't be one man leading the charge. And I just felt like, again, Toffoli and Pearson and, and obviously Carter's injury, but the steam was let out. But we all had this expectation. Although, mm-hmm. with that said, they had one of the best franchise starts ever in Kings yeah. history. So it, it's just a matter it of takes playoffs. A yeah, and getting, and again, it's it's staying injury free. And we know this. I mean, the Capitals mm-hmm. rose at just the right time. Yep. Ovi finally got his. His cup and you know the team and Barry Trotz, but I just it, it's like you said everything has to fall perfectly into place and it to starts with that leadership. Yeah. So it's the hardest championship. Then you're going to win 16 games. Yeah. It's not easy. It's physical. These guys have played 32, mm-hmm. 82 games, and now you're asking them to play you know, upwards of 20 more. That's a it's a long season. It's 102 yeah. games of being stressed and sure. And, and so it's a very demanding physical sport. So that's why you don't see repeat Stanley Cup. So when the Pittsburgh Penguins won two years ago back to back, that was in a Stanley Cup. Unheard in a sound cap era, amazing, and they almost won a third, and maybe they come back and win. But Mm -hmm. it's such a grueling, grinding sport that if you don't have, if everybody's not in sync and on the same page, Mm -hmm. and that was the problem here in Los Angeles, the coach and the GM and the players weren't on the same page. Now they all are. Now they have a mission. Now they all get it. Now it's one team going towards one goal, and they're all on the same page. Whether they execute or not, I'm not sure they have the requisite talent to win a Stanley Cup championship, but they can be very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, well, in a couple of years, we could see some exciting things. And kind of transitioning out of the NHL into baseball, we've got the yeah. All-Star game. We just had the baseball. Derby last night. And uh-huh. also, I don't know if you guys saw the news, but there's extreme weather happening in D.C. right now. Thunder, yeah. lightning, the yeah. city is shutting down. So let's pray for that city <laughs> so they can have their game. But um, thoughts on the Derby? Did you, you watch the Derby, didn't I, you? Yeah, I did watch the Derby. I caught some of the Derby. It's, you know, we were talking about this off-air. The Derby's kind of like a... Like a, a dying event, mm-hmm. almost. Like, Agreed. it's really going mm-hmm. downhill. But this one had the most home runs of this any one, other derby. It was, it was a good derby. It was a good derby because mm-hmm. of Bryce Harper. Yep. Bryce hometown Harper hero. really made this derby good. He was a hometown hero. I mean, you look at, um, with the, I think it was in 2015 when the uh, derby, the All-Star game was in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and you had a guy like Todd Frazier on the Reds win the mm-hmm. home run derby. That was amazing for the city. The whole crowd exploded. It's just like the crowd exploded for Bryce yep. Harper because he's this hometown guy in the American uniform. Everyone was on their feet. It was like a, you would think it would be a World, like a like a world Series it was, it felt He it honestly he looked like a wrestler, though. He yeah, honestly he looked, like, looked like a wrestler when he was well, I like the, the, the designs <laughs> on the bats. That's kind of cool. That was cool. But, but it's, the, it's, here's the problem, and I mentioned to you before we started, David. Um, Players don't want to play in it because it screws up their swing, number one. Number mm-hmm. two, these guys get injured. Like when Aaron Judge last year, he had to take a cortisone shot in his shoulder. Mm-hmm. After the, and you can't do that. You can't jeopardize your season or your team's chances for the World Series exactly. off sure. an exhibition. It's not even an exhibition game. It's, it's a stunt, right? And it was cool going back to the day. And, yeah, four, five, six years ago, there was relevance. But what you see, when you see the players that, that – 
played that one event last night, not a lot of star power. No, like, not half really. Guys, you didn't, I mean, Max Muncy's having a great season, but you wouldn't think Max Muncy's going to draw people. Bryce Hopper was the attraction. Yes, he so, was. And I think, to David's point, that I think if they continue with this, you're going to have to have a hometown hero in that event mm-hmm. to make it to make it make sense for the crowd and make it exciting. Got to make a storyline. Well, they don't have. And, a, I mean, but let me ask you guys: yeah. they don't have a choice to participate. I mean, they are. I mean, do they have a choice to participate? Because I kind of feel like it's a lose lose if they don't participate in all these events and everything. No, they can opt out. Like yeah. Aaron yeah. Judge is playing tonight, but he didn't play in the. Okay. And 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 I mentioned also is that look. Bryce Harper, after the event, said, you know, my obliques hurt me. So I wouldn't be shocked that the next two weeks he goes on the DL mm. from taking so many hard swings. That's mm-hmm. the issue. That's sure. the challenge. So, And the next year, I think it's in, I don't know if it's in San Diego or whatever. I mean, you're going to hit. Next year, I'm not sure. It was in San Diego about two years ago. Yeah. Um, and that's when. You're going to have to find Stanton. a star player on that team to make it sense because you're not going to get the same crowd reaction, mm-hmm. especially when you have guys that nobody really knows about. In that. Sure. And you see, more, every year, you get less and less true star players Coming in and not playing like you know, look, Carl Stanton didn't make the All Star team. Could you put him in there? Yeah, you could have. I mean, so I, Indians I just think are hosting to those Indians. Okay, oh, right. That's right. so that's good. So you'll have Jose Ramirez, yeah, or anyone in Carcino. So you have you'll have legitimate players, which is good. But I think that the franchises and the big picture they don't care about it because remember, it's not about you know the game's not about getting home field advantage in the World Series mm-hmm. anymore, I, which is. Terrible, it was it ridiculous, is right? It was. It really, <laughs> it really made the game watchable. Like it really was. Like, oh well, are the? I mean, so the you AL, like that? I like it. You like? That. I like okay. it. Okay. I mean, I get the whole like record thing, and I get how it's important, how it can mm-hmm. help. But I really do like it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really for it. Mm-hmm. I think it's nice. It's just, it's like a weird little like, like, like complex. Like, oh. Um, this is my division. I can win for my division, but maybe I don't want another team from my division. Right. It's but I just I like it. It puts meaning to the game. It puts more yeah, meaning to the game than an the exhibition, exhibition game, game, though, David. So I, I just there's always a chance. Like all star games in general are passe. Like the Pro Bowl, nobody oh, watches the sure, Pro Bowl. Sure, they had to sure. they had to up the rules on yeah, the Pro Bowl. And nobody watches the they Pro Bowl. They just say play NHL, the pro, play the game. Right. NHL all star game. You know what that is? That's a weekend for players to go in with their wives and their girlfriends and party. And they cut time. that game right. too. They yeah. cut into separate yeah, games. Exactly. Which is horrible. Time and like you know, believe me, we're the last all star game in Tampa. It's, believe it's it wasn't pomp about and circumstance. Hockey. We know it's that, totally, but it's, but it's but it's such a risk for the players. It's a risk for the players. Number one, number two, what it really is, it's a reward to the advertisers and the sponsors. They get sure. flown to All Star Game. They get the prime tickets. They get to do the after parties and the cool sure. private parties. That's what that's about. Such it's about marketing. Point. It's about and the problem is is that at least in some sports you don't market the players enough, right? And it's about the players. So to me, it's like a passe thing. That was like really cool. Like the baseball All Star Game was great when the AL and NL didn't play each other mm-hmm. when there was no interleague because there was a little bit of intrigue. You now Willie Mays hitting against I don't know. Um, Mel Stalemar or whatever. I mean, you had that back in the day. I'm old enough to remember that stuff. But now, sure. with interleague play, it's the relevance just isn't there. But they're going to continue. They have to have some really smart people at the league office try to figure out how to keep this relevant, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it different types of competitions? Is it changing the rules around, making it a five-inning game? I, I don't mm-hmm. know. But, but that's the challenge. That's the issue. Because tonight, will I watch it? I don't know. Sure. It's I'm tough not to watching say. Netflix instead. Sure. <laughs> I'm at the sure. end of Breaking Bad, and there's five more episodes Ooh, left. So uh, I'm honey, rather... I watched that straight through yeah. for yeah. like a week and didn't leave my uh, house. So exactly. that's a whole nother to say. show. Another but I mean, the NBA, yeah. they kind of have like, I mean, their All Star game is very much a show. I mean, you've seen sure. some injuries there, but they have like the Saturday night, they have a couple events because yeah. they can have a couple events. Right. You can you have guys shooting threes, you have guys yeah. dunking, which. Mm-hmm. 
has gone so downhill. I don't I even want to get into how downhill the, the slam dunk get contest into it. has gone. Let's get revved up, folks. Oh, my God. Since guys like Vince Carter and Dwight Howard was in it and Nate Robinson was yeah. coming and winning it, you had guys really showing out for the slam dunk contest. Now you have guys that people like Derek Jones Jr., who was in it, and guys like Jeremy Evans a couple of years ago, they don't play in the game. They're just good dunkers. That's to my point about the, whole, about the home run derby. Which is yeah. insane. But you have other yeah. stuff. You have the skills competition. You have the celebrity game, which is... It's fun, but it's a joke. The celebrity no, I mean, game is... But it's I guess an all-star I'm, weekend, though. That's yes, why, right? and I yeah, think to your, cool. to your point, Dennis, like it is about the celebration of the, you know, the marketing and the yeah. sponsors, all of that. But I will say, even as a fan, like I love watching the when the NHL All-Star Game was here. Mm-hmm. I, I just I love the pom pom circumstance and seeing, having a break Until from the... Until the game starts, it's great. Yeah, having a break exactly. from the competition, right. I guess. Right. I just think it's kind of nice to have that just mid, mid-game, I guess, if you will, or mid, mid-sport break to just mm-hmm. enjoy... You know, I don't know. Enjoy the players, see them come together. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's it's good for the players, but when you have the best of them risking their bodies of for course. an exhibition yeah. game, then it's kind of dangerous. Of course, because right. you've seen. I mean, Kobe a couple of years ago took a knock in the NBA All Star yeah. game, and yeah. sure, I just know it was bad. So, yeah. what are what are your guys' thoughts on that? Should should it happen at the end of the season? Should it? Well, that's a NFL Pro Bowl kind of thing. Well, yeah. then if it's right before the Super Bowl, then some of the best players like. Matt, when Matt Ryan won yeah. the MVP, how he didn't even play. He yeah. didn't even play in the Pro Bowl because he was going to the Should Super Bowl. Should it be an off-season yeah. thing maybe then? I don't, know. I don't know. I think the Pro Bowl, their other events have gotten better. It's really more about like, I, would, I don't want to use this word, but like stupid fun. Like it's really <laughs> like they play dodgeball. They have like weird little competitions. They have like a, you got to catch the ball from really high in the air. Drone like these, drop it used to be called. a TV show, The Superstars, where he used to do, take these players I think it's cool. and make them I like it. swim. Sure. And some guys couldn't swim; they almost drowned and stuff. Like that. So, <laughs> I like maybe you put it. In the NFL is off the board because it's really mm-hmm. weird because the season's short. Every sure. game's important, right? So, mm-hmm. but the other sports, maybe you do it preseason, like you know when yeah. they do the World Baseball Classic. When sure. do you do it? They do it in March. Sure. So maybe you have a comparable For hockey. Thing. September would be perfect. Yep. September. Well, they do the World Cup of Hockey. So, so that that might be an issue. That might be a challenge. But again, it's always. Like this is all team sports, mm-hmm. and it's about the franchise, and it's about protecting their players. So, there are challenges with the All Star mm-hmm. Game because the concept was popular in the fifties and sixties, and some said it's seventies. I mean, you go back to the All Star Game mm-hmm. when Pete Rose ran over Ray Fossey, that lasting image. But right. now you don't have Im- the images that you take away from the All Star Baseball Game is from the Home Run Derby. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's less not less. really. It's not from the game itself, sure. right? And now you got guys pitching. You know, in the old All Star Games, guys would pitch five or six innings, right? One inning. Like maybe if you, you want to involve everyone, yeah, that you just you want right. to you feel bad because you put all these pitchers on your roster, and then if you have an they actual the start, like what DC, if you have yeah. a great start and then you have you go seven set up and uh, yeah. closer? That's yeah. I mean that's how normal games hope to work, sure. but you can't do that in an all star game because no. people come to see their pitchers and you hope right. for certain guys to get in. Like right. I know um, I was I actually happened to be there in 2016 in San Diego. Mm-hmm. A guy like Bartolo Colon was on the right. roster. Everyone wanted him to come of in. Of course. But you had other pitchers pitching trying to actually win the game because it was actually a close Not game. Not that, do you have kids who are the first time at an All-Star game? And that's – I got into it. When, I was covering an All-Star game, I think, in 2012. And mm-hmm. Detroit, when they put Kenny Rogers in, he had made all those negative comments. He gave the cameraman a good time. And he put Kenny Rogers in, and they didn't put um, a first-time All-Star in. I'm like, first of all, this guy – Treated the media like crap. Mm-hmm. Um, got booed when he came in the game. And it was a home game for the for the American League. 
And I asked Tito Francona, like, what's the deal? Why'd you put in, what do you think about the reaction? He, like, he blew up at me. He goes, oh, what do you think this is, you know, that's the first question you're going to ask me. But that's it. I, I get Bartolo Colon wanting to go in a game, but Bartolo's been in an All-Star game. Exactly. How about He's... the guy like Sean Doolittle, maybe, that doesn't get in an All-Star game one time? Sure. This is his one shot. Put him in the game. It doesn't mean anything. Sure. And so that's the challenge. That's the issue. So I agree with you. You can't, it's just the format and the, attraction, the attractiveness of this game was relevant 25, 30 years ago. Sure. Now it's like you need the marketing people in these sports to figure out if you're going to display the best athletes in the sport, how do you best display them? Exactly. Of course. Well, as we know, it marks the midseason of MLB. So what, do, what are some predictions? How are we feeling about well, overall league? We're about at, you said it, we're about midseason. Yeah. You got teams like the Yankees and Red Sox fighting mm-hmm. for that spot. Dodgers teams, are slaying. Dodgers are, they've been climbing up ever since mm-hmm. their early season injuries. Corey Seager went out with the uh, Tommy John surgery. Mm-hmm. Justin Turner was out a little bit. You got teams like the uh, the Astros and the Mariners right. fighting up there. The A's are kind of like at their A's heels have been a little fantastic. bit. They've been better. They're They've like been much three better. Three games out of a wild card, and you've got four. It might be the first time ever you could have four teams win hundred games in one league. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how good the American League's been. But sure. you know, there's the, the the turnaround on that is that there's some really bad teams in the league. Ooh. Right? That's the challenge. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. It's like you know, it's like if you're in Kansas City, and that's the problem with with, with the sport that doesn't have a salary cap. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it has a luxury tax, but not a salary cap. So, do the teams like in Ch- a Chicago White Sox fan or a Kansas City oh, Royal fan, yeah. when the season starts, do you really have hope? Like, that's a great thing about football, right? Mm-hmm. Your team could win this year, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe Cincinnati because they choke every year. Maybe not Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, but your team could win. And, like, yeah. in baseball, there's six teams. You mentioned Houston. Sure. You know, Yankees. Who's coming out of the pack? You know, nobody. who's coming from Walker? Walker team could be a 105 team, 105 exactly. team. So it, it, it's, there's eight teams maybe that can win it all. And you've got a 30 league team. So that's a challenge. That's an sure. issue. So I, I think the, the teams that David mentioned, fine. I mean, the Red Sox have been amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, They've that been team wonderful. just doesn't lose. They're 69 and 30. J.D. Martinez came in late as a free agent. Has been great. Mm-hmm. Mookie Betts could be the MVP. They've been fantastic. The Yankees are an exciting team. Houston defending champions. They probably have the best pitching staff to go. So, oh my God! And yeah. then, Ugh. and that's a challenge. That like you know. Yeah. So while the Dodgers, the Dodgers, I, I think every day they're thankful they're not in the American League. Sure. Right. Because sure. there's four teams better than them in the American League, but in the National League, it's up for grabs. Maybe the Brewers are the best team. Mm-hmm. The yeah, Dodgers they're... have been playing great. I think mm-hmm. they're the 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 quick. The, the fastest team to go from 10 under to 10 over mm-hmm. since like the 1950s. So they've really rallied because of the depth of their organization. Right. Mm-hmm. They've had depth. Max Muncy came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I have friends who, you know, work for the best. I'm like, who's Max Muncy? And like in April. Like, oh, he's really good. So he's rallied. Um, you know, their depth's there. Justin Turner came back. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's that glue guy. You know, yeah. Justin Turner, great hitter, but it's about the intangibles he brings to the team. They're a mm-hmm. different mentality team with Justin Turner in the lineup, and that turned the team around. As soon as he got back in the lineup, they took off. Um, so they could, they could easily win. Now are they going to go get Manny Machado, which makes sense, sure. even as a rental, because Seager's not there. You can plug him in shortstop because Manny wants to play shortstop but is not a good defensive shortstop. So next year, if you're starting to big money, you've got to figure out what you're going to do with Seager. Maybe you put Manny at third, but you've sure. got Justin Turner there. Cool. So, But uh, the Dod- it's wide open. Could the Dodgers go back to the World Series easily? Very well could. The, I think, yeah, yeah, the I challenge think is once they get there, they're not as good as these other four teams. So sure. what are they going to do? They, they, you know, as much as we talk about Manny Machado in L.A., mm-hmm. they need a pitcher. They need another starting pitcher. Sure. Maybe they tried that, pitcher. though. Last year, they tried with the rental of you Darvish, and you saw where that got him in Game 7. 
I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not yeah, discrediting you, Darvish. I think for the Rangers. <laughs> you are, but it's okay. <laughs> he <laughs> deserved to be discredited, right? <laughs> eh, I'm an Angels fan, so oh, it's dis- discrediting Rangers players David's is kind of what I do. David's just all backwards in L.A. <laughs> David, you should trade Trout for like nine guys. Oh, God. Be good again. We tried. We had like nine <laughs> guys, and they know, all but, got injured. But, but as we know, injured, right. a pitcher is is as important as the goalie is in, in hockey very, in the playoffs. Because they've got to stack up their pitchers when you get yeah. to that World mm-hmm. Series. And the Dodgers have... I mean, they have a their pitching staff is it's enough. I'll say to get them to the series, but when you yeah. go up against like, I mean, you saw last year with Houston, they really just kind of outwilled the Dodgers. And Houston, I mean, with guys like Justin Verlander and Dallas Keuchel and Garrett Cole, yeah. they have one of the best they have rotations, the best like the yeah. best rotation question. Uh, in the more, entire MLB. Yeah, There's really, more, I mean, the Sox, I mean, they, are kind of looking okay. Well, the Sox are going to be because mm-hmm. their lineup is, is dangerous. But the thing with Houston is their bullpen's bad. They had yeah. their stars yeah. sent, sent down to the minors. Giles got sent down to the minors. Giles was great, though. He so was, he, was like, he was great. He but was great. He needs some polishing. We talked about that. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that that's the challenge with that team. Like their lineup's great. Mm-hmm. The, the manager's really smart. Their starting pitching is amazing. But you get them to the seventh or eighth inning. Sure. Like you're going to beat them. They they don't have any confidence. So do they go get? I don't know who they could go get. Maybe um, Wade Davis of Colorado falls out. So they're going to have to look at their bullpen situation. With the Dodgers, they have you know they have Kershaw if Car- and. Look, yes. if, if, if Clay isn't the, the Clay that we know, right. they're not going anywhere. But assume he's healthy. So you've got him. Um, you've got Hill. Um, you've got Wood. So you've got three lefty starters. Mm-hmm. And you've got Mayana coming out of the bullpen. Um, you need another right-handed starter yeah. to play yeah. against. Absolutely. Because you know yeah. what? Right-handers get digging against lefties. And Clay, for all his greatness, mm-hmm. you mentioned the World Series. He wasn't great in the World Series. No, he, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't. In that game games. in Houston that cost Oof. them the series, ultimately cost them the series, that was the challenge. So I really think... Yeah, go get Manny to help their lineup, but they got to go find another right-handed pitcher. Sure. So maybe it's uh, um, the kid in Tampa. Um, I, I forget the name. Uh, his name right, but go get another right-handed mm-hmm. pitcher. Right. I think that'll balance out the pitching rotation, right. and maybe another bullpen help. Well, I mean, we're going to need to see some some moves. That's for sure. I mean, we know yeah. the you know NHL is going to be slow. Yeah. The NBA is going to be a little bit slow. So all eyes are going to be on you all these moves. You got a bunch sure. of teams. I mean, you've had a lot of teams looking at Manny, and you know the yeah. other team that's looking at them are a team that I think. Deserve a lot of credit aside from the Braves of what they've done, where they've come from, is the Phillies. Well, what other team do you think it's going to be competitive with? The the Phillies. Yeah. I think the Phillies definitely. I mean, you Mm -hmm. looked at kind of like the Yankees a little bit, but it's really about the Phillies Phillies. and the Dodgers. Do you really see the Phillies going to the World Series, though? I see them going farther (laughs) than they did a couple years ago when they were at the bottom of the. Same with the Braves. I just just can't put my arms around the Phillies (laughs) in the World Series. I mean, I would look at a team like the Brewers is doing really well. And I look at the. I mean, be honest with you, Arizona. Okay, I mean these teams are okay. Like Atlanta, could they go to the World Series? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could. But the Indiana, Phillies, look, yep, yeah, could. Look, Gabe Kaplan's doing a great job in Philadelphia. I mean, he's got a really kind of weird outlook. At you know, he's really out there with respect to how he goes about his business, with respect to uh, his team. But they've they've kind of they start off the season poorly, right? And mm-hmm. they kind of just gravitated towards this manager who's charismatic, right? And they've responded. They got a lot of talent on the team, but again, it, it, it's a it's a pack mentality. It's like. You know the four teams in the American League separated each other, mm-hmm. right? You could you could have a wild card team get in. Mm-hmm. You really could. I mean, and don't forget the Cubs. Mm-hmm. You know the Cubs got money; they're going to spend money. They'll right. go get add maybe another pitcher or maybe another a bullpen help. So you can't count them out. They're going to probably separate themselves from the Central right. Division. It's just but, such a long season. We've got so much more yeah. time to go. It's hard to know what September's going to look like. It is, but I mean, it's really about those teams who can hold on for the entire yes. season because you have teams start great. I mean, I I. Don't want to bring it back, but I so want to bring it back yeah. to how the Angels started off the beginning of the season. Oh. Amazing. Under they were fire. fighting sure. at the top of the division with, I mean, the Mariners who just mm-hmm. showed up and showed out. And Houston, who we all knew mm-hmm. wouldn't be up right. there unless yep. they took that fall. Sure. And then 
I mean, with the Angels, they were a special case. They had every injury under the they sun. Mm-hmm. Literally, the pitching staff got decimated. They lost sure. Garrett Richards. That was oh, it. that hurt. Garrett yeah. Richards. You had guys like I mean, Heaney go down. Parker yeah. Bridwell go down. Mm-hmm. Matt Shoemaker go yeah, down. No. Shohei Otani went down. That hurt too. Which hurt that a lot was, yeah. because he was the guy for the Angels who was really about to turn the season around. Mm-hmm. You would up to go down for a little bit. Cole Calhoun mm-hmm. go down. Angels and Simmons who seems to go down every single year. That entire team just kind of got injured at once. Yep. It, at once. Now you can you can have injuries, Dave. Right, but you can uh, um, you can't. You can't have them all at once. No, when they happen all at once, and you have like 15 guys on the DL, and then the bullpen is absolutely no help. And a sure. couple of years yeah. ago, they brought in Houston Street from San Diego, yeah. and he was supposed to be the guy. They had guys like Ernesto Frieri, who wasn't really doing much, and you were looking forward to having a closer. He right. got hurt. He was blowing saves. Yeah. You have guys like Cameron Dozian come in and try to do good, but he's not and then Middleton doing got, amazing. Middleton got hurt. Got Everybody got John. hurt. And it's, like, it, it's a rash of it's injuries. So and, and right. As deep as any organization might be, you can't overcome all that and no, so they're here no, so can't. there they are they're just about 500 or, you know, they, look they played well against the Dodgers in the two they freeway did. series they held their own they split the series so they're not a bad team it's just that you can't overcome that many injuries in one season no you can't and I mean as we talked about it's a long season if if the World Series were to begin in two weeks really quick your guys is oh, two teams two weeks yeah give us just we're in a, we're in a fantasy world right now fantasy who, do, who would you world. like to see I'm gonna let my, uh, Dennis, go for it. Dennis, Two yeah. teams. Well, He's going to go first. Since I'm from the Bronx. Yankees and Dodgers. Okay. David. Wow. The NL still confuses me, but two weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shoot. if you were to base it right now Shoot. on the standings. All right. All right. Sox, and I got a buddy who's a Brewers fan. So I like Brewers. it. Okay. There we go. So there Brewers. Go. So good. Well, we would be it, it would be bad if we didn't talk about the World Cup. I know you want to chat about this. Did you watch? I watched. I was watching a lot in the World <laughs> Cup. France takes it, you guys. If France. you lived under a rock, France took it four to two. I don't. Know, I, I was kind of pulling for Croatia. Everyone was really. Lie. Did yeah, you watch yeah. it, Dennis? A lot yeah, of people I watch were. soccer. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. No, no, it's Fair a spectacle, that? right? Yeah. I mean, there's. How, and the, and the ultimate underdog in Croatia. And Croatia was, was great. Um, I think all the concerns about it being staged in Russia, except for those four people running on the, 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 the field at the, <laughs> on the, sure. the final game, which was staged, right? <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a spectacle. It was great. It I always mean, is. And you had, the, you had that underdog team coming in, into play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it was great. I think it was very entertaining. You know, the VAR, the, the video assistant referee stuff, sure. it has to be tweaked a little bit. I'm yeah. not sure that handball call should have been made in the final game. I mean, right. it did hit him in the hand, but it really didn't affect the play. Um, so they have to tweak that a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, my concern is not this World Cup. It's the next one that's going to be played in Qatar, Ooh, which is a yeah. really small country. That's which they have tough. to stage it at, at the end of the year because it's so hot in that, sure. in that Middle Eastern country. I have the, the questions if they can go to 32 teams and execute like they did in Russia. Russia's the biggest country in the right, world. Right, right. They're going to maybe... How are they going to facilitate yeah, that much? Yeah, it's the size of Connecticut Qatar. So that's my concern. Sure. It's like, will that affect the level of play? Um, getting teams around in the country, do they have enough uh, enough places to, to play to execute the game? Right. So that's my game. But it was a great spectacle. It was very enjoyable. I think they had a great World Cup. It was very entertaining. I'm not a really soccer was. guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not. But I'm I think, not really either. But it was definitely entertaining. It was nice to see. I think these the two. intrigue. Well, I think England going as far as they did, getting through yep. that far to the to the semifinals. I think that helped a lot. There were a lot yeah. of good storylines yeah. leading up good. to it. And yeah. England has great soccer fans. And mm-hmm. I mean, they got the fourth place. But sure. that game versus Croatia was just such a great game to watch with. England scored in like sure. the first like yeah. 
five minutes, then Croatia came back on like well, the that 60th Well, that minute. game felt more like a final than it really this actual did. They scored too soon. That yeah. was the problem. They scored they, five minutes in. but And then Croatia yeah. came back an extra time, and you thought it was going to kind of go to uh, PKs, but then mm-hmm. they scored that amazing goal off, which was... And to talk about that goal for a second, I forget... I forget the goal scorer's name. You have to remind me. Um, but what happened was it was a ball that went into the box. It got uh, kicked out and then yeah. headed back in. Yeah. And there were about two England defenders yeah. right next right next to the guy who scored. And they just got lazy. They stopped. Yeah. They weren't paying attention. They thought the ball was dead. He just came in, booted it into the top right corner. It was yeah. it was really the crowd. It was too much for England to come back. And it was really like it. I thought it really capped off the underdog story. Yeah, I mean, and it, look, the game, the way the game's played now and how it's mm-hmm. coached, coached and scattered has changed because in this World Cup, yeah, most of your goals were off set pieces. Mm-hmm. And now they have coaches for those plays because right. what happens is everybody's jammed into the box. So you're not really going to score that many goals in the box anymore. Mm-hmm. So you've got to do it from distance. And so now what they do is they say, okay, we have to be better with our set pieces when we get the free kicks. We have to position our players better. So now these national teams have players they have set piece coaches. Exactly. There were a lot of goals off free kicks. Right? Yep, exactly. There were a lot of goals that were yep. scored just off of free kicks and free kicks that were out. I mean, outside of the yeah. box. I mean, yeah. Free kick would be some box. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah. And there were a lot of goals scored off of corners too. Absolutely. Which is just a. It's a textbook way to score in soccer. Mm-hmm. The corner, mm-hmm. the boot, the head. Sure. Mm-hmm. It was just. It, you saw a lot of goals off of that, and you rarely saw goals that were like. Like the in like in, yeah, yeah well, like in the, run well, yeah, in, the, in the pocket right. yeah like yeah, in the guy pocket come fierce. beats three defenders right. goes and there's too many people in the box but you know right. what I'm good with soccer for four more years yeah no it it, it, it was definitely a great matchup and like you said now we've got the VAR they've got to work that whole situation yeah. out so it didn't it didn't it didn't leave any you know lack of drama that is for sure yeah. but also did you guys let's close out on Wimbledon did you guys follow tennis Wimbledon at all I have been. Selectively, okay. Following well tennis. for whoever again does not follow tennis, we Novak Djokovic won men's mm-hmm. singles, mm-hmm. Exactly, and yeah. that was a huge story because we thought Roger Federer was going to take it. The or king Nadal. of tennis, or, or Nadal, mm-hmm. exactly. So, um, hats off to Novak; he really hung in there. And then also the, I mean, the, their last match was yeah. a tie that was pretty in, incredible. But he he took that, and then Angelique Kerber over Serena yeah. Williams, and the that story was... with Serena is just. We're talking months after having her baby gets into the finals. I mean, did you guys have any thoughts on that? She's a world-class athlete. Oh, it's one, yeah, there's, one of the one, best. there's one female tennis player that could have done that. One of the best. Her. her. Mm-hmm. That's yes. it. Nobody she's, else could have done she's that. One of, she's like the premier female tennis player. Mm-hmm. And she, I think, will be for a long time. Right. Yeah. Just because of, like, her stamina and her skill. Like, it's just, it's... It's amazing, and she's like, just really she's is. an immaculate, an immaculate That's personality and player. She just yeah. in her professionalism, even having you know lost, she was just so composed and just so gracious and generous about getting that far. She triumphed in defeat. Yeah, is what she did. Yeah. Right, she won by losing. It didn't matter if she won sure. that match. She's won so many titles. It would have been epic if she did win that Wimbledon title. But I, I think sure. she achieved more mm-hmm. by not winning because it it took the focus off of what it took to get there. Mm-hmm. And that was an, just a, a magnificent feat to do that, like you said, coming, uh, you know, giving birth and, and coming back and doing that in that short a period of time. Sure. I think that's the triumph, not winning the title. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, the, the story was all about her, too, which just proves, yeah. again, athleticism. We just love to follow these athletes and role see model. how hard, exactly, an how hard they claw. role model. You want to, if you want to model yourself after, if you're a female athlete, there's your role model right mm-hmm. there, Serena Williams. So good. We have covered a lot, you guys. My brain is spinning a little bit. We had so much 
happening in this last it's week. It's that summer sports. So summer good. Season, Convergence, summer. Exactly. I know. Exactly. It's all coming together. Well, the multi-talented Dennis Bernstein, thank you for joining our panel. You gave us so much insight. Thank you so much. I appreciate all of our viewers. I, I wasn't able to keep up with the live chat because I am sitting in for Bonnie Jill, but <laughs> thank you for tuning in. I am Becky Sotero. You can find me on all things Becky Sotero. Where can they find uh, you? Yeah, David H. Bloom, Instagram, Twitter. Hit me up. We can talk anything we just <laughs> talked about. We've covered a lot. Yes. And Dennis, where can everybody find you? Uh, Theforcepeer.com is my hockey writing. Yeah. Dennis TFP on Twitter, also on Instagram. Perfect. So we will. We would love to have you back and chat Absolutely. all things you NHL in the amazing. season. Absolutely. My friends, we'll see you next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Bonnie Jill will be right here, and we'll hear all the stories about the All-Star Game. See you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.